Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. If you're here to check on Valentine, she's responding very well to losing the monitor. Nothing like Peter's reaction. She's not taking it as rejection or failure. Wait, Teresa. See how his eyes are glazing over? He doesn't care how Valentine is taking it. Oh, I'm so sorry, Colonel Graff. How could I have imagined you would be concerned about a child once you decide she isn't fit for battle school? Peter and Valentine would both do brilliantly at battle school. You're not here to tell us you're taking Valentine after all, are you? They would do brilliantly at battle school. But afterward, they would not be useful to the International Fleet. How can you possibly know that? Commanders make mistakes, even the brilliant ones. And as a result, pilots and soldiers die. That would only happen to Valentine once. And then she'd freeze up the next time? More likely that she'd simply resign or refuse to issue any more orders. But in battle school, where it's all a game, she'd be absolutely brilliant. And Peter? You have to ask. After one victory, he'd be ready to leave the fleet and run for president. Or hegemon. Or God. The scope of his ambition. The fleet would be a stepping stone. Interesting. That never crossed my mind. So apparently, we do have to ask why you rejected Peter. When a commander doesn't care how many of his pilots or soldiers are killed, he may win some battles, but he loses the trust and loyalty of his men. When it is only a game and nobody dies, Peter would do brilliantly. This is such helpful information, Colonel Graf. Since we didn't actually want either of our children to be ripped out of our home and taken off into space to train as warriors for the International Fleet, I can assure you that we are already reconciled to your rejection of our children. They were so brilliant, despite their flaws, that the IF wants you to try again. Beg pardon? I do believe they're requisitioning the use of your uterus plus one fertilized ovum. We already have the two children that are permitted by the hegemony. I have already secured a third child waiver. What if we had this third child, and you predict his or her future uselessness? Will the waiver be rescinded? How does that work? You'll simply have three brilliant children to raise instead of two. We'll put the waiver on a sign around his neck, so no one will ever taunt him for being a third. If you refuse to have a third child, then the IF would like to request in vitro fertilization to be implanted in a host mother and... Never! The child or children that resulted would then be raised by good adoptive parents. By never... I think my wife meant, no, not ever. I told my superiors that you'd never consent to have someone else raise a child of yours. Yet here you are. There's a war on for the survival of the human race. The hegemony can use eminent domain to compel you to donate genetic material until fertilization is accomplished. Get out of my house. Of course, Teresa. But you do understand that it took me a great deal of argument to get them to authorize the waiver for a third child. Compulsory in vitro fertilization is the norm? There is no norm. We've never had children quite like Peter and Valentine. 
We would like you to try again, that's all. John Paul, please make him leave. I told them that because of your religious upbringing, you'd jump at the chance to have a third child. To raise, not to be taken away from us and used to do... Used to save the human species from annihilation? There are people above me who will pursue this whether you kick me out or not. Your only real choice is between having one child yourselves, if he happens not to be taken by battle school, he's yours to raise. Or you can donate however many fertilized eggs the IF decides on, and if they aren't taken to battle school, you'll have no idea where they are or who's raising them. Isn't he nice to give us so much freedom? If we take your waiver and have a third child... Will the IF guarantee never to seize our DNA? They'll give you any guarantee you ask for. And then do whatever they want. In wartime, even good governments take on intrusive powers. But this isn't so very different from the draft. I assume you're being ironic. Bureaucrats are incapable of irony. But deception, manipulations... That was my double major in college. Bring your waiver. We'll have a third child. Teresa? Yes. Just one more thing. What else? They want a boy. If we only have the one shot, we need an alpha male. I think it really is time for you to leave, Colonel Graf. I have to make sure you understand exactly what you're agreeing to. We're the kind of people who have really brilliant offspring. We understand. I'll email you the forms. <laughs> You're crying. Am I? And smiling. <laughs> You're happy. Well, we decided not to have a third, because no child should come into the world as an act of political defiance. Instead, the government is requiring us to break their repulsive anti-human population laws. Now all we have to do is hope that our third child... Our second son... ...is as useless to them as our first two. I've watched through his eyes, I've listened through his ears, and I tell you he's the one. Or at least as close as we're going to get. That's what you said about the brother. The brother tested out impossible, for other reasons. Nothing to do with his ability. Same with the sister. Well, I have doubts about him. He's too malleable. Too willing to submerge himself in someone else's will. Not if the other person is his enemy. What will you do? Surround him with enemies all the time? Isn't that how soldiers are made? The war isn't going to wait while you make him. That's why I'm going planet-side to get him myself. He's six. Battle school begins with eight-year-olds. His training starts now. Sit here, please, Colonel Graf. I have to show you what's going on with the Wigan boy. Ender. Andrew Wigan, yes. He's not the Wigan boy, and he's not Andrew. Think of him by the name he calls himself. Ender? It's just the baby talk name his sister gave him. 
Never let yourself forget that. If you see this for yourself, you'll agree that we have to keep this Stilson boy away from Ender. Hey, we're talking to you, Ender. Third. <laughs> you got no right to be alive, Ender. You eat too much. You eat too much. We can go back for seconds if there's no more thirds. <laughs> no more thirds. No more thirds. No more thirds. So the Stilson boy is chanting the old population control slogan. The Stilson boy's older brother was killed in a traffic accident and the Population Limitation Authority denied his parents' request for a third child because they already had two. I'm sure they heartlessly called it attrition and it scarred the family. But Stilson's heartbreaking family saga is of no interest to the international fleet. The Stilson boy is filled with rage. And he's gathered half a dozen boys and turned them into a gang for the sole purpose of harassing Ender. I have full access to the feeds in battle school, Major Jayati. Then why have you forbidden us to separate these boys? What is Ender's response to this persecution? Well, so far, nothing. Why do you suppose that is? He's a very calm child. So you've looked into Stilson's family background, but you haven't figured out what's going on with the child you're supposed to be evaluating? As long as he's got that monitor on the back of his neck, Stilson's gang can't touch him. Yes, he's physically safe. But his calmness, as you call it, is that a natural human response to such open hostility and rejection by his community? Not usually. Not ever. Any signs of depression? Anger? Grief, anything. Does he look down? Does he avoid seeing their faces? No, he... he... Let me show you, Major Jayadi, not the video. Look at the visual feed from Ender's monitor. Track where his eyes go. Counting them. He counted them instantly. He's evaluating them. He looks at their eyes, their hands, their feet, constantly scanning. Yes. Threat assessment. He's gauging whether they're going to attack. What does he see? That they're not. So he keeps coming back to Stilson. Stilson he is studying everything about him. Because Stilson is the enemy, the others are just foot soldiers. He studies Stilson's face. You're saying that Ender is preparing... For battle. Ender is evaluating the enemy's strength and intentions. So he is not calm, Major Jayadi. He's silent. Why do you think that is? He doesn't want to fight. He's six years old and Stilson is eight, and he has a gang around him. Of course Ender doesn't want to fight. But he doesn't have to, does he? As you said, the monitor protects him. He could say whatever he wanted to, couldn't he? Maybe he doesn't want to goad Stilson into... If Stilson attacked him, Stilson would get kicked out of school. Problem solved. So whom does Ender's silence protect? Not himself. Stilson. Ender evaluates his enemy, but he also acts to protect his enemy. In this vid, Major Jayadi, who is Stilson's best friend? Who is looking out for him? If you look at it that way... Ender is protecting Stilson by his silence. Oh, you're only guessing at his motive. I didn't say that was his only motive. 
Ender's calmness also keeps his enemy from knowing anything about him. Concealing his weakness? And his strength. But his silence does something else. You want me to guess? I do, Dr. Jayadi, because it's plain to see. It makes Stilson feel powerless over Ender, because he can't get a rise out of him. And? And it frightens him? It makes Stilson uncertain, anxious. So Ender isn't really calm? Oh, he's calm, all right. No elevated heart rate, no rapid breathing. But underneath the calm, he's very busy. His eyes show that. He's thinking. So you're going to do nothing? On the contrary. I'm going to have the monitor removed. Removed? We're not going to learn anything more from it. We still have all the vids. But having that monitor visible at the base of his skull is the only thing keeping Ender safe. Exactly. It's time for Ender Wiggins' battle school entrance exam. <laughs> All right, children. It's time for rapid math. <laughs> this time, the clock speeds up every 30 seconds. The game doesn't end till the computer beats every student to the answer. Andrew makes it last forever. Work faster and maybe you'll win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, I might. And Formix have lips. <laughs> That's enough. Ready? Start. Keep working. Yes. Now? Andrew, you need to go to the nurse's office. No, I don't know why. You can leave your things here. Back to work, children. Now we find out who wins when Wigan's gone. It won't be you if you keep talking instead of working. <laughs> Andrew, you got here so quickly. It's only been two weeks since you checked the monitor. I suppose by now you're just absolutely sick of having that horrid monitor. Well, I have good news for you. That monitor is going to come out today. We're going to take it right out, and it won't hurt a bit. So if you'll just come over here... Andrew, just sit right up here on the examining table. The doctor will be in to see you in a moment. Not so calm now, is he? He thinks he's washed out, just like his brother and sister. He's not thinking about failure. Look at the heartbeat. He's thinking about danger. It spiked as soon as she said it wouldn't hurt. Oh, of course he knows she's lying. But it isn't pain he's worried about. His face shows nothing. Like Asperger's syndrome. Like total self-control. In a six-year-old? Asperger's children show anxiety when they feel it. The more Ender feels, the less he shows. And you think this is a good thing? That's what we need to find out, isn't it? This won't take long, Andrew. The monitor is designed to be removed without infection, without damage. But there'll be some tickling, 
and some people say they have a feeling of something missing. You'll keep looking around for something, something you were looking for, but you can't find it, and you can't remember what it was. So I'll tell you, it's the monitor you're looking for, and it isn't there. In a few days, that feeling will pass. Now, hold still, please. Dee Dee, I need you. A seizure? Got to relax those muscles. Get it to me now. What are you waiting for? Catch him. Hold him steady while I... You hold him, doctor. He's too strong for me. Not the whole thing. You stop his heart. <gasps> are you all right, Andrew? They leave these things in the kids for three years. What do they expect? We could have switched him off. Do you realize that? We could have unplugged his brain for all time. When does the drug wear off? Keep him here for at least one hour. Watch him. If he doesn't start talking in 15 minutes, call me. <laughs> could have unplugged him forever. I don't have the brains of a formic. That is not supposed to happen, ever. Give me data, not emotion, Major Jayadi. Two of the monitor leads left fragments behind in his brain. Prognosis? Well, they're made of biologically inert materials, but they're conductive to electrical impulses in the brain. Meaning? It's like two new bundles of synapses. They don't go anywhere, but... But... The brain may or may not make use of them. Surgery is indicated. No. We don't know what his brain will do with the fragments. Nobody cuts into Ender Wiggins' head. Colonel Graf, that is not Biologically your... inert, no chance of infection, not life-threatening. Nobody cuts that brain. That's a medical... It's a military decision. Now, let's see what he does when he gets back to class. You're just letting the him... The entrance exam for battle school continues. That was why it was a mining ship out in the Kuiper Belt that was the first to spot the incoming Formic scout ship. Are you all right, Andrew? Were you ill? You don't look well. I'm okay. You better sit down. <laughs> Your seat is over there. <laughs> Your monitor. His monitor! Gone. Washed out, Andy. Quiet, Mr. Stilson. He's still groggy. I can see that. Stilson's going to be lying in wait. He's already texting the rest of his gang. I expected nothing less. We have to intervene. Wigan is... Ender is in no shape... We will shape. see how Ender performs in the crisis. Well, I've given orders for a team to stand by... They for... will do nothing without my explicit permission. No initiative. They stay out of sight. That order has the authority of the IF behind it. Make that clear to everyone on the scene. You are endangering the life of a child. But which child? Andrew, are you all right? Yes, ma'am. School's over for the day. All the other children are gone. 
You'll miss the train. Yes. Thank you. Hey, third. Hey, third. We're talking to you, third. Hey, bugger lover. <laughs> We're talking to you. <laughs> he got nothing to say. Hey, third. Hey, turd. You flunked out, huh? Yeah. Thought you were better than us, but you lost your uh -oh. little birdie, dirty. Got a band-aid on your neck. Are you going to let me through? <laughs> Are we going to let him through? Should we let him through? <laughs> sure, we'll let you through. First, we'll let your arm through, then your butt through, then maybe a piece of your knee. Lost your birdie, 30. Lost your birdie, 30. Lost your birdie, 30. Lost your birdie, 30. Are you going to stop this? Stop what? It's just harmless tussling, isn't it? Is Ender important to us or not? What's your threat assessment, Major Giotti? Is Ender in danger? Stilson is unpredictable. Oh, gonna fight me, huh? Gonna fight me, Dirty? He's small. They're holding him. Stilson's going to... You mean it takes this many of you to fight one-third? We're people, not thirds, turd face. Yeah, you're about as strong as a fart. <laughs> <laughs> They're letting go of him. It wasn't only Ender's words. It was his tone. No fear. No anger. Flat effect. Calculation. Words as weapons. <gasps> he kicked him! Dropped like a rock! How did he learn to kick like that? Survival instinct. What's he doing? It looks as if he's continuing to kick his fallen enemy. We have to stop him. Ender will stop when he's finished. You might be having some idea of ganging up on me. You could probably beat me up pretty bad. But just remember what I do to people who try to hurt me. From then on, you'd be wondering when I'd get you and how bad it'd be. It wouldn't be this bad. It would be worse. Jeez. Look at Stilson. He's wasted. Get that boy medical attention. EMT thin. Move. How did you know Ender was going to do that? How, how did you know it would work? I didn't know. I'd hoped. You hope that a six-year-old would kick the bigger boy into a... into a stupor? What kind of a game are you playing? I'm fighting a war. Well, then how could you put Ender at risk like that? So you do believe he was at risk? That this wasn't just the jockeying of future alpha males? Well, the other boys, yes. That's all it was. And that's why they're so shocked by what Ender did. Would they have stopped Stilson if he had done the same to Ender? No. They didn't understand Stilson's rage. But Ender did. You don't know what Ender was thinking. When boys practice for the battles of alpha males, they brag, they talk smack. Primate male display. Did Ender display? No. He acted submissive. 
So if Stilson had been displaying... He would have accepted Ender's submission. Stilson wasn't a rival. He was a predator, determined to kill. We don't know what he was. Ender kept kicking him. Exactly. Ender had to assess the threat based on available information, and Stilson wasn't displaying. It was rage and hate. Stilson's a boy. Got him on the way to the emergency room, doing CPR. CPR? Ender was a primate, alone on the savannah, being stalked by a lion. He couldn't run. He had no weapons. He made one lucky kick that temporarily winded the lion. Does the solitary primate turn his back and walk away? Those boys needed to be protected from each other. This isn't child-rearing. I'm creating a weapon. Admiral Shamrajnagar, I'm... You are the vegan boy's primary operator for four years. Colonel Graf had the monitor removed, but left the boy in place. I know what he did. All right, it's off. How's he doing? You live inside somebody's body for a few years. You get used to it. I look at his face now, I can't tell what's going on. I'm not used to seeing his facial expressions. I'm used to feeling them. Come on, we're not talking about psychoanalysis here. We're soldiers, not witch doctors. You just saw him beat the guts out of the leader of a gang. Colonel Graf says... If I want Colonel Graf's judgment, I'll ask him. What did you see? He was thorough. He didn't just beat him, he beat him deep. Like Mazer Rackham at the... Spare me. So in the judgment of the committee, he passes. With reservations. Let's see what he does with his brother, now that the monitor's off. Aren't you afraid of what his brother will do to him? Colonel Graf is the one who does risk assessment. What is your assessment? I can't help it. I like the kid. I think we're going to screw him up. Of course we are. It's our job. We're the wicked rich. We promise gingerbread, but we eat the little bastards alive. Peter? Oh, it's you, Ender. Cookies? Any dough snitching, you lose a finger. Didn't you hear me? Mm. I'm taking the whole hand. Worth it. There's raw egg in that. You'll get E. coli. You should get safer eggs. Oh, your neck. It's gone. I'm sorry, Ender. I don't care. I'm glad it's gone. What's gone? That's half the batch, Peter. Don't either of you want any actual cookies? So they finally washed you out. Now he's like us. Like us? He keeps that little sucker till he's six years old. When did you lose yours? You were three. I lost mine before I was five. He almost made it. Little bastard. Little formic. Well, Ender, now your guardian angels aren't watching over you. Now they aren't checking to see if you feel pain. Listening to hear what I'm saying, seeing what I'm doing to you. How about that? How about it? Stop it, Peter. Leave him alone. Are you his protector? 
Saint Valentine to the rescue? I'm all right, Val. He's all right. He doesn't have anything to fear from his own sweet, loving, older brother. The whole world has something to fear. And don't you forget it. Let's play Formix and Astronauts. You're not six, Peter. Ender is. Where's Mom? Out. She put me in charge. I think I'll call Daddy. Call away. You know he always lets his phone go to voicemail. I'll play. You'll be the Formic. Let him be the astronaut for once. Keep your fat face out of it, fart mouth. Come outside and choose your weapons. I don't want to wear the mask. Put on the mask. I can't see. Then I'll win. You're twice my age. You're six. I'm ten. Bad arithmetic. Attack me. Formix always attack poor defenseless humans. Watch out, Slimy. Slimy, huh? Well, bugger wugger, let's see how to break that face of yours. Uh, uh, Got you, Formic. Uh, Don't see too well, do you? Uh, uh, Leave the mask on. Uh, Lie flat, bugger. Uh, we're gonna vivisect you, bugger. At long last, we got one of you alive, and we're gonna see how you work. Uh, uh, Peter, stop it! Peter, stop it! Very good. So you formics can guess our names. You can make yourselves sound like pathetic, cute little children, so we'll love you and be nice to you, but it doesn't work. I can see you for what you really are. They meant you to be human, little third. But you're really a formic, and now it shows. I could kill you like this. And just press and press until you're dead. And I could say that I didn't know it would hurt you, that we were just playing, and they'd believe me, and everything would be fine. You'd be dead. Fine. How long are you going to let this go on? As long as it takes. As long as it takes for what? For Ender to decide. I do mean it, Ender. Whatever you think, I mean it. They only authorized you because I was so promising, but I didn't pan out. You did better. They think you're better. But I don't want a better little brother, Ender. I don't want a third. I'll tell. No one would believe you. They'd believe me. Then you're dead too, sweet little sister. Oh yes, they'll believe that. I didn't know it would kill Andrew. And when he was dead, I didn't know it would kill Valentine too. So... Not today. But someday, you two won't be together. And there'll be an accident. You're all talk. You don't mean any of it. I don't? You know why you don't mean it? Because you want to be in government someday. You want to be elected. And they won't elect you if your opponents can dig up the fact that your brother and sister both died in suspicious accidents when they were little. Especially because of the letter I've put in my secret file in the city library, which will be opened in the event of my death. Don't give me that kind of crap. It says I didn't die a natural death. Peter killed me. And if he hasn't already killed Andrew, he will soon. It's not enough to convict you, but enough to keep you from ever winning an election. 
You're his monitor now. You better watch him. Day and night. You better be there. Ender and I aren't stupid. We scored as well as you did on everything. Better on some things. We're all such wonderfully bright children. You're not the smartest, Peter. Just the biggest. Oh, I know. But there'll come a day when you aren't there with him. When you forget, and suddenly you'll remember. And you'll rush to him, and there he'll be, perfectly all right. And the next time, you won't worry so much. And you won't come so fast. And every time he'll be all right. And you'll think that I forgot. Even though you'll remember that I said this, you'll think that I forgot. Or I changed. I grew up. And years will pass. And then there'll be a terrible accident. And I'll find his body. And I'll cry and cry over him. And you'll remember this conversation, Valley. But you'll be ashamed of yourself for remembering because you'll know that I changed. That it really was an accident. That it's cruel of you even to remember what I said in a childhood quarrel. Except that it'll be true. Oh, I'm gonna save this up. And he's gonna die. And you won't do a thing. Not a thing. But you go on believing that I'm just the biggest. The biggest asshole. Oh! Oh! You stay away from me! <laughs> oh, you guys are just super, just the biggest suckers on planet Earth. Now he's going to tell us it was all a joke. Not a joke, a game. I can make you guys believe anything. I can make you dance around like puppets. I'm gonna kill you and chop you into little pieces and put you into the garbage hole. <laughs> Biggest suckers in the solar system. Ender's got a stone in his hand. He's been holding that rock since Peter knocked him down. No, Ender. Oh, yes, Ender. Any time, Ender. Look at my shoe, Peter. There's blood on it, and it isn't mine. Oh, oh, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. Ender squished the cabertailer, and now he's gonna squish me. You should have done it, Ender, because he means it. He's going to kill you. How can you say that, Valentine? I would never hurt my dear, sweet, brilliant younger brother with a band-aid on his neck. If they should have killed Hitler in his cradle, they should have aborted you. That is a terrible, heartless, mean-spirited thing to say to your own older brother, who always looks out for you and watches over you. Maybe I'll do it. A preemptive strike. <laughs> if you were capable of that, Valentine, you'd be in battle school right now. Don't be afraid of him, Ender. He meant it. Peter always means what he says when he's saying it, but he'll only do what works to his benefit. That's why he's going to be such an effective politician. And that's why he isn't going to hurt you. I'll remind myself of that as I lie there dying. Make sure to eat a cookie before you die. <gasps> and put down that rock. Mom and Dad won't like you bringing it into the house. I won't let him hurt you. Unless he hurts you first. That's Mom coming home. 
Peter's probably eaten all the rest of the dough. Then maybe he'll puke. <laughs> so he takes Stilson down, but he leaves his brother alone. Interesting, isn't it? He doesn't think Peter's dangerous? Anybody who thinks Peter isn't dangerous is an idiot. Ender had a stone in his hand, and he didn't strike. Yes. I need to know why before I take him to battle school. You wanted him to smash in his brother's head. I don't want him to do anything. I just think it's interesting that Peter was making credible threats, yet Ender didn't strike. Now you approve of Cain killing Abel. The question is whether Abel should have killed Cain first. We've got to get Ender away from his brother. We've got to get him away from Valentine. She doesn't pose a threat. The worst kind? She protects him. The pasta is al dente, Mother. I didn't cook it. You ordered such excellent takeout. Stop sucking up, dear. I brought home the takeout. They took Ender's monitor today. I saw. Sorry, Ender. I'm not sorry. Neither is your father, Val. I'm sorry if Ender's disappointed. I'm fine. Yes, you are. We all are. I love my family. Really, Peter? You've got to get better at saying sappy things convincingly before you'll be ready to run for office. I'm only ten. I'm making good progress. And don't forget how eager the public is to believe anyone who lies to them. <laughs> what is Peter doing in Ender's room? I don't think he's planning to kill him, if that's what you're worried about. Ender, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know how it feels. I'm sorry. I'm your brother. I love you. Is Ender awake? Do you think he heard? Even if he did, would he believe it? The sister is our strongest tool and our weakest link. He really loves her. I know. She can undo it all from the start. He won't want to leave her. What are you going to do? Persuade him that he wants to go to battle school more than he wants to stay with her. How will you do that? I'll lie to him. And if that doesn't work? Then I'll tell the truth. <laughs> We're allowed to do that in emergencies. We can't plan for everything, you know. You're not eating, Andrew. Morning, Ender. Thanks for leaving your slimy washcloth in the middle of the shower. Just for you. Andrew, you have to eat. 
I'll take my eggs intravenously today. Scrambled, please. My concerns are legitimate, but it makes no difference to my genius、mm. children. It was your genes that made us geniuses, Mom. We sure didn't get any from Dad. <laughs> I heard that. It would have been wasted if you hadn't. <laughs> It's the door. Quiet, please. Who is it? Hiram Graff. Maybe I can skip school today. Colonel Graff. I thought it was over. May I come in? I'll see to it. Stay and eat. So Dad thinks he can make the IF go away. It was Graf who got your dad out of Poland as a child. They've negotiated a lot of things over the years. Mom, I'm too sick to go to school. Another oral exam, huh? I don't hide from oral exams. Anal exam then? So funny. <laughs> Teresa, I need you in here. Sorry. I'm not hungry anyway. Me neither. Uh, Val, I see you have your sick face on. You're going to school, so eat some breakfast. I could be dying, and you'd send me to school. If you die there, we can sue the school. Who are Mom and Dad talking to? Guy from the IF. I thought they were done with you. Why assume it's Ender? It might be me. They might have realized I was the best of the lot after all. Ender, can you come in here? Sorry, Peter. Clearly, they test for the wrong things. I'll just tell them no. Mom and Dad signed a contract when they got the waiver. That just means they can't block the IF. The anti-slavery law says a child can't be tied to a service contract without the child's own informed consent. There's the law, and then there's whatever the IF wants. Guess who wins? Not me. Ender, have a seat. They took off my monitor. This is about some fight you had yesterday. You didn't tell us you were in a fight. The Stilson boy is in the hospital. You really did a number on him, Ender, with your shoe, when he was already down. Do you have any explanation for your behavior? Whatever the punishment is, I did it. We're willing to consider extenuating circumstances. But I must tell you, it doesn't look good. Kicking him in the groin, kicking him repeatedly in the face and body when he was down. Sounds like you really enjoyed it. I didn't. Then why did you do it? He had his gang there. None of them laid a hand on you. You already won. But you kept kicking him. There were too many of them. They could surprise me anywhere. It would never be one on one again. I could never surprise them again. It wasn't enough to win that first fight. I had to keep any later ones from happening. You took away the monitor. I had to take care of myself, didn't I? You should have asked a grown-up for help. There weren't any grown-ups around. Ender, I'm the commander of Battle School. I'm here to invite you to enter the school. But the monitor. Part of the test. The minimum age is seven, and he's still six. The age is whatever they say it is. What was this charade about the Stilson boy? Not a charade. We had to know why Ender made the choices he made. What Ender intended. Do you have to call him that stupid nickname? It's the name he calls himself. 
you think you can just show up and take him out the door nearly two years early? That depends. On what? On whether Ender wants to come. <laughs> Since when is any of this voluntary? It was voluntary for you when you signed the waivers before he was born. Now it's only voluntary for him. Conscripts make good cannon fodder, but for officers, we need volunteers. Officers? Battle school is for training future ship captains, commodores of flotillas, admirals of the fleet. How many of the kids at battle school actually end up in command of a single ship, let alone a whole fleet? Good question. Of course, the answer is classified. However, I can assure you that every child who entered with test scores at Ender's level and then completed the whole program has been offered a commission when he graduated from command school. How many make it through the first year? All who want to. Why won't you give me an honest answer? <laughs> <laughs> Andrew has always appreciated straight talk. Not always. Sometimes a lie reveals more than the liar realizes. I think Ender and I should have a private conversation. No. I won't take him without letting you speak to him again. And you really can't stop me. The fleet isn't bound by the same rules as the police. Let's go pretend to eat what's left on our plates. Or maybe I'll close the door and scream a little. Nobody's ever had test scores like yours, Ender. So you didn't actually lie. If you complete the program, you'll get a commission. Nobody who tested close to your level ever got iced in the first year. Are my test scores the reason you're taking me so young? High scores aren't a reason to bring you in early. You'll be way smaller than the other kids, less likely to be accepted as a leader. You want me to begin early because you're facing some kind of deadline, and you think I might be important. We've been hoping the human race would squeeze out somebody like you in time for our next life-or-death confrontation with the Formix. Daddy says your tests are crap. They can't predict how a child will do in leadership or combat. Your father doesn't have access to the data we have. You're not actually saying that he's wrong. If you come with me, you won't be back here for a long time. There aren't any vacations from battle school. No visitors, either. A full course of training all the way through command school lasts until you're 16 years old. Or until I'm 14, since I'm starting young. Some qualify for an Earthside leave at age 12. People change in six years, ten years. Your sister Valentine will be a woman when you see her again. You'll be strangers. You'll still love her and her, but you won't know her. You see, I tell you the truth when I can. I'm not pretending it's easy. Mom and Daddy? We've been watching the monitor your whole life, Ender. You won't miss your mother and father. Not much, not for long. And they won't miss you as much as they think they will. They love me. You have to understand what your existence has cost them. They were born religious, you know. Your father was baptized with the name John Paul Vyachorek, Catholic. Seventh of nine children. In Poland? Still a crime. Only the first two children had a free education. Tax rates rose steadily with each new child. 
Your father invoked the Non-Complying Families Act to separate himself from his family, changed his name, renounced his religion, came to America, vowed never to have more than the allotted two children. He meant it. All the shame and persecution he went through as a child, he vowed no child of his would go through it. Do you understand? He didn't want me. No one wants the trouble that comes with having a third anymore. You can't expect them to be glad. They both renounced their non-complying religions. Your mother was a Mormon. But in fact, their feelings are still ambiguous. They feel both ways. They're ashamed of coming from non-compliant families. They conceal it. Your mother won't tell anyone she was born in Utah. Your father worked hard to lose his accent and hides his Polish origin. Having a third undid all that concealment. They gave me a saint's name, the way Polish Catholics do. It's more complicated than that. Your father baptized all three of you himself as soon as he got you home after you were born. Your mother objected because Mormons don't baptize babies. They still believe in their religions. They look at you as a badge of pride because they were able to get around the law and have a third. But you're also a badge of cowardice because they didn't dare have any others. So they're still compliant with the law they hate. And your existence makes their lives harder every day. So when you leave, everything simplifies. How can you know any of this? Peter and Valentine both wore monitors. They connect directly to the brain. We heard everything you heard, whether you were listening or not, whether you understood it or not. So my parents love me and hate having me. They love you. They're proud to have you. They'll be relieved when we take you. Your presence in this house is a constant source of tension. I'm not the one who causes tension. Not anything you do, Ender. Your life itself. Your brother hates you because you're living proof that he wasn't good enough. Your parents resent you because of all the past they're trying to evade. Valentine loves me? With all her heart. Completely. Unstintingly. She's devoted to you and you adore her. I told you it wouldn't be easy. What's it like there? Hard work. Studies, just like school here, except we put you into mathematics and computers much more heavily. Military history, strategy and tactics. And above all, the battle room. What's that? War games. All the boys are organized into armies. Day after day, in zero gravity, there are mock battles. Nobody gets hurt, but winning and losing matter. Everybody starts as a common soldier, taking orders. Older boys are your officers, and it's their duty to train you and command you in battle. More than that, I can't tell you. It's like playing formics and astronauts, except that you have weapons that work, and fellow students fighting beside you, and your whole future and the future of the human race depend on how well you learn, how well you fight. It's a hard life, and you won't have a normal childhood. Of course, with your mind and as a third to boot, you wouldn't have a particularly normal childhood anyway. All boys? A few girls. They don't often pass the tests to get in. Too many centuries of evolution are working against them. None of them will be like Valentine, anyway. But there will be brothers there, Ender. Like Peter? 
Peter wasn't accepted, Ender, for the very reasons you hate him. I don't hate him. I'm just... Afraid of him. Well, Peter isn't all bad, you know. He was the best we'd seen in a long time. We urged your parents to choose a daughter next. They were going to anyway. We hoped Valentine would be Peter, only milder. She was too mild. So we requisitioned you. To be half Peter and half Valentine. To be better than either. More than both. I'm less than both. You're six. You don't know what we see. Our tests are very good, but your father was right. They hardly tell us anything. But they tell us something. What don't they tell you? Why did you come here yourself instead of just sending somebody to pick me up? If it were just a matter of choosing the best and happiest future for you, I'd tell you to stay home, grow up, be happy. There are worse things than being a third. Worse things than having a big brother who can't make up his mind whether to be a human being or a jackal. Battle school is one of those worst things. But we need you. You need somebody. That's right. The Formics aren't a children's game. They damn near wiped us out last time. They hit Earth with an unarmed scout ship, and here's what they did in China. I've seen the vids. They never let us forget. People getting dissolved into soup. They show it to us till we cry. Then they show it to us till we stop crying. The Formics killed forests and fields and people with the same chemical spray. As if we were all weeds. We managed to kill them all and take their ship more by luck than anything else. We studied it for five years, till the real fleet came with weapons we couldn't defend against, tactical capabilities we couldn't match. The only thing that saved us was that we had the most brilliant military commander in history. Call it fate, call it God, call it damn fool luck, we had Mazer Rackham. But you don't have him now. We've learned from their technology, and maybe here and there we've passed it. But who knows what they've invented since then. They've had the same 80 years. It's not going to come down to technology, Ender. It's going to come down to what our commanders can do with the fleets we give them. And you hope I'll be Mazer Rackham? We hope that whatever you are, it'll be enough for the battles you fight in. We need the best we can get, and we need them fast. Maybe you're not going to work out for us, and maybe you are. Maybe you'll break down under pressure. Maybe it'll ruin your life. Maybe you'll hate me for coming here to your house today. But if there's a chance that because you're with the fleet, mankind might survive, and the Formics might leave us alone forever, then I'm going to ask you to do it. To come with me. I'm afraid. But I'll go with you. Tell me again. It's what I was born for, isn't it? If I don't go, why am I alive? Not good enough. I don't want to leave Valentine. But if I stay here, I've got no chance to save her when the Formics come back. You can change your mind. Up until the time you get in my car with me. After that, you stay at the pleasure of the International Fleet. Do you understand? The rules are clear. I'll call them back in. Why wasn't it enough to say yes out of duty? Or to accept his fate? 
Why is it better that he's doing it because he loves his sister? Graf is going to push this boy. Duty and fate aren't going to sustain him. And love will? With other boys, duty would be enough. Honor. With this boy, only love. Lovers instead of fighters. Lovers instead of haters. So you're taking him after all? Should have been you, Peter. But I'm not the likely little pinheaded fart eater. There's nothing to pack. The school provides everything he'll need, from uniforms to school supplies. And as for toys, there's only one game. Goodbye. That's all we get? We had six years. Andrew! I love you! We'll write to you? <laughs> Sit in back with me, Ender. Valentine. I'm closing the door now, Ender. Come back to me! I love you forever! Thank you for listening, and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.